Welcome to another episode of Fresh Takes with State Representative Joe Kerwin. And this week, Joe, we're talking about legislation that you have sponsored that deals with National Guard members and state-owned vehicles and what happens in case of emergency. This is one of those things that makes a lot of sense when you when you, when you think about what you're proposing here, but it's also it, you've got to lay it out in law or, boy, it'll become a bag of worms. What's going on here? Yeah, so one of the great things that came out of COVID-19, and there wasn't a lot, but regulatory waivers, and I'd argue Zoom as well. Yeah. Zoom made life easy, but regulatory waivers, and that's exactly what my bill is. It's a regulatory waiver made permanent. So during COVID-19, the National Guard had a lot of missions, whether it be for civil disturbances, helping out with COVID-19 response, or natural disasters. And one of the things that happened during the pandemic the last two years is that a lot of regulations were waived that prohibited folks from doing things. And in this instance, there was a regulation that prohibited National Guard members from driving state-owned vehicles, which honestly i didn't even really know was a thing because it's really counterintuitive it doesn't make a lot of sense national guard members work for the state as well as the federal government so they should be able to drive state-owned vehicles does make a lot of sense but of course they do have a lot of their own vehicles and so that one might argue hey why don't you use your own but it, that's not always right no yeah 100 percent. and i can i can speak from personal experience on this as somebody that belongs to the, an army national guard unit here in pennsylvania we don't have a lot of the light vehicles that you would think of, like uh, SUVs and sedans um, that the state owns and has. We, we have armored vehicles that are very heavy, very large, and sometimes would not be the appropriate thing to respond to a situation in. Um, so this piece of legislation allows us to, to utilize state-owned vehicles. And I can, I can speak from experience where this would really come in handy for things like transporting folks from to and from places. Um, for instance, in 2020, Pennsylvania, Army, or Pennsylvania National Guards, so, uh, soldiers and airmen transported folks that were quarantined from Warner Dobbins Air Base using state-owned vehicles, and it was possible because of that regulatory waiver. Also, it would help for things like natural disasters or blizzards when we need to utilize vehicles to reach people to help them and it doesn't make sense to use like you said like a tank or an infantry carrying vehicle or something like that in that circumstance well i sure would be intimidated if if during a snow emergency a tank rolled up in front of my house and said everything's fine here we're just moving some snow <laughs> that would be pretty cool. It might be effective. I mean, right. I'm sure the tank could push it, but right. it, it's probably not the most fuel-efficient vehicle and certainly not the most settling as far as uh, the population would see it. I'm sure that you know, armored vehicles rolling into your town is, is not what you want to see in time of pandemic or in time of a flood emergency. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, with the gas prices right now, too, those things are really expensive to fuel up. So, I mean, there's another added benefit of this legislation. But the, one of the great things is that, this reduces a burden on the National Guard and allows them to operate without having their hands tied. Because in an emergency situation, National Guard folks may need to use state-owned vehicles. Um, and it makes a lot of sense to give them that flexibility when it comes to accomplishing their mission, whether it be protecting the homeland, responding to a natural disaster, or responding to a civil uh, disturbance, whether that be for something like a riot or... Um, a protest or something like that. Things that I've had to respond to in the past while being a state legislator. It seems like this is one of those things that uh, also, it's, it's just smart to have this out of the way, ahead of the time. 
state is never an easy beast to deal with when trying to get something done, especially in an emergency time. Everything goes by the by the wayside, and if you don't have these kind of things lined up ahead of time, it makes it a lot harder for the National Guard to do their job. This would make it a lot easier to make their job happen, get their mission done, and and get back to doing what they do best. Right, exactly. And honestly, I, I think it would be unfair to tell our heroes in the National Guard, our military folks, that, hey, you could get in trouble if you jump in this vehicle and use it in a time of crisis, but we still expect you to, to respond. So this gets that out of the way. It really is a minor tweak, but in the long run, it's going to help the National Guard be able to operate more efficiently. And as you mentioned, this is part of a, a package of legislation that we're, we're promoting here at the state level that is coming out of the pandemic. We, we learned a lot of things that uh, we could do differently. Right. And uh, telemedicine, one, Zoom, like you mentioned, there's a lot of these things that we're like, hey, these are common sense measures that we that we enacted during pandemic times that really should probably live on. Right. And a lot of these regulations we saw that we could do without them and function just fine. So now's the time not just to make them temporary, but to make them permanent and get less regulations on the books, off the books. And I understand that you've got a uh, event coming up here. When and where and, and what's going on here? You, of course, you're honoring veterans. Yeah, of course. So after talking about veterans in the military here the last couple minutes, I just remembered I do have an event. It's coming up. It's our veterans breakfast for veterans in the 125th district. It's going to be May 26th at the Wiccanisco Firehouse, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And it's going to be free of charge to any veteran that would like to come out. Yes, and you can RSVP by contacting my district office, um, and we'll get you on the list. This has been another episode of Fresh Takes. To tune in to other episodes, visit repjoekerwin.com slash mypodcasts. <laughs>